Hear the word of the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen, amen. I'm really putting the lay speakers to work with this series. <laughs> they, got a, they got a lot to do. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Okay, so this message is going to be a little different. Um, we're doing Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread. We're actually going to make bread during the delivery of the sermon. Um, so we're, we're, we're going for it. We've got, got my materials, I've got my water, i got my flour. Um, and those are the ingredients because we're going to make matzah. So matzah is, um, is used especially during Passover in the Jewish High Holy Day. Uh, but matzah has a very technical definition because matzah has to be, you can't mix the flour and the water for longer than 19 minutes or else it ceases to be matzah. So this is what uh, the rabbis over the centuries have, have defined of what is kosher matzah. Um, and you can't add anything else except flour and water. So if you, most recipes you find online have like different, have a little bit of yeast and have some salt. And it takes, you know, salt really helps some things. Um, but it, it's not kosher matzah. And, and it comes from, from the Exodus story. And so that's where matzah comes from. But you take, uh, I usually use a little, just white flour with a little whole wheat just to add a little flavor. And you mix in, but it's from, it's from the Exodus story when the people were slaves in Egypt and God said to Moses, let my, you know, you need to go to, the, to your people and, and set them free. He, he met Moses in the burning bush. And that was the first time the word holy is ever found in the Bible is when they go, Moses goes to the burning bush and God says to take off your shoes. The, the place you're standing is holy ground. And he goes, and he goes to Pharaoh, and he says, you know, to let my people go, and Pharaoh says no, and they go back and forth over and over again. A lot of, a lot of plagues, a lot of other things going on that are not as, as fun. And eventually, he gets to the final, the final plague of the death of the firstborn son. And, um, and what, what God tells the people to do at that moment is to, you know, go to your homes, and you slaughter, slaughter your lamb that you've been saving and put the blood on the door frame. And when the spirit of death goes by, it will pass over your house. And, and so it happens, and the Pharaoh says, yes, and then the people go, God says, you need to go now. You don't wait. You need to go now. And um, you, don't, you cannot even wait for the bread to rise. And so that's where the unleavened bread comes from. And so... Um, it's a very, and it's, that's the, it's called the Feast of the Unleavened Bread in, still, in, in Jewish circles, and that's what's important about it, is that it's, then there's a Passover Seder that takes place at Passover every year, and what the Seder is, Seder just means like sitting around, but it's to retell this story, and the story is centered around matzah and, and wine, and it's a little easier in a Methodist church to have the matzah than the wine, um, on Sunday morning, that is, you know, whatever you do, Sunday afternoon, that's fine. But, um, but, but this, this concrete thing and this concrete practice that, you know, the Jews have, have, have the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, Christians have communion, that the center of our, of our, our worship is, is this bread. And Jesus, in the Lord's Prayer, says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. My friends, we are continuing this series on, on the Lord's Prayer, on looking at what God is doing 
in, in this amazing prayer about how it not only offers us a way to pray, but how to enter into God's vision. And today is this, this brief line, give us this day our daily bread, one that's easy to, to pass over in, in the rest of the prayers. It seems so simple. Bread seems so simple. For a long time, bread was an you know, innocuous part of human existence, ever since like first wheat was cultivated. Over the last you know, two, two decades, two or three decades, bread has kind of got a bum rap in a lot of circles, that a lot of um, diets are centered around making you never eat bread again. Uh, now there's, you know, there's some celiac disease and gluten intolerances that are real and true, but that's like 1% of the population, and you know, I think like 80% of diets say don't eat bread ever again, and so it's not really fitting. But, um, but there, bread is a, is a central aspect of the, the Christian story, of the, the Old Testament, of the New Testament, of what is going on there, of breaking bread. Bread is calorically dense. That's why it's uh, both diets tell you not to, to eat it, but also why it was so central to early civilization. There's a lot of calories packed into bread. And so if you're trying to feed people in large numbers, it's a, it's a, helpful, it's a helpful tool for that. And Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus asks us to pray for our material sustenance, not just to pray for our our spiritual world, not just to pray for other people. Those things are important. Prayer, you know, it begins by talking about who God is, and then it continues, and then it continues. And Jesus asks us to pray for our daily bread. I'm, as you can see, I can show you. You have to roll matzah really thin um, because it is just flour and water. There are all sorts of yeasts floating around the air, that that's why you have the 19-minute rule. Um, but but Jesus, Jesus tells us, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need to survive. Okay, Leaf, you ready? There you go. Take it away. And that should be ready by the end of the sermon. We'll see. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Give us what we need. But it's not, don't clap yet. <laughs> Give us today what we need to survive. It's a radical thing, actually, to say, "Give us this day what we need to survive." Some of us have been in in hard moments where uh, where we we prayed directly for that survival. But one of the things to say, "Give us what we need to survive." is to admit that we are not the ones who provide for our material sustenance. And that can be a humbling thing. That can be a humbling thing to say. Many, many of you have lived successful lives, successful careers, and have provided for your family, provided for your community. And been compensated well for your, other, your, your efforts. And, but to say, give us this day our daily bread, is to, to point to God as the source of what? supports us. To pray the Lord's Prayer is to pray that all of it doesn't come from me. My, my material well-being is not a result of my faith, my efforts. Jesus also teaches us to make this distinction between what we need and what we want. Those are two different things, as I sang about in, in my song earlier. Our youngest son, Ephraim, son Ephraim, helps me with that distinction because he'll be at like 8 p.m. and say, like, I'm starving, I'm starving, I'm starving, like right at bedtime. And it's like, okay, do you, want a, do you want an apple? No. What about a banana? No. Uh, okay, what about some carrots? No. I would like a cookie. Well, 
I don't think you're hungry. <laughs> I think you're picky right now. And he's, he's honest, like, yes, I am picky. I want a cookie right now. It's like, well, no, you're not going to have a cookie. Most of, of us, though, you know, what, what we consume in our lives, we, we claim what we need when we're really being, being picky. It's like, it's not what we need to survive. It's what we want, what we, de- what we desire, what we hope for. But it is an act of faith to ask God for what we need. It's an act of faith to be su- satisfied by what we need, to believe that that is actually what we need, that we don't need what other people tell us we need. We don't need what the world tells us we need. We don't need even what our belly tells us we need, but what God shows us. The Hebrew people cried out to God in the wilderness after the exodus, after they had taken the bread, before it was able to rise. They cried out to God, and God heard their prayers and gave them manna in the wilderness. And manna was also kind of a precursor of of matzah. It's, it's a flat, it was flat. It, it found in the, in the land like a dew. And they could gather it six days a week. And if they gathered too much, the extra would rot. And they, if they gathered too little, there would be enough. And on, on Friday, they'd be able to gather a double portion so they wouldn't have to go gather on Saturday, on the Sabbath, because God gave them exactly what they needed. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day what, will, what we need to flourish in God. What we need to flourish in God. Oh Lord, it may, be, it may be bread, it may be fish, it may be all sorts of things. Remember, our future with God is full of feasting. The, the scripture is full of images, our feast with God. The disciples of Jesus were criticized again and again for all their, their feasting and drunkenness, and they didn't have as sour faces as the Pharisees thought good, holy people should have. They were always so happy. The Pharisees asked Jesus, why are your disciples so happy? Jesus said, the bridegroom is here, so we celebrate. There's a time for feasting. There will also be a time when he's not with us, is the time for fasting. And that, my brothers and sisters, is, is the season of Lent, the season that we are in. It is an opportunity to fast to control our desires, to remember that our desires do not define us, that rumbling in our belly is not the most important thing in the world. It is annoying, for sure, but it does not guide our souls. Fasting is not about dropping a few pounds, but remembering that the things of this world that we want do not define us. It's not just the bad things. Bad things are easy to name and and easier to let go. We also have an amazing way to distort good things. We have good things in our lives that we humans can distort and twist around and make idols of them. Make idols of them and they they conflict with God. Give us this day our daily bread is a claim of faith. It It is a claim of faith in the God who offers bread to us, the God who provides us what we need. And if we seek God... We will be satisfied. Maybe that's at the table of the Lord. Maybe that's in service to the Lord. As St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O Lord. In this world, that is often the condition we humans find ourselves in. We are restless. The people in our lives are restless. We see people around us who are restless, who are seeking for meaning, who are seeking for purpose, and they are just going from thing to thing 
to thing, trying to find something that can hold their attention. They're skimming social media, looking for something to hold their attention, looking for answers, looking for meaning, or looking for a way to forget about their worries and troubles. When in reality, they're looking for the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who offers us what we need, who tells us our desires are not who we are. But we need to ask for it. We need to go through them. We need to not go through the motions, not just repeat words because we've done them before. We need to ask our Father in heaven to give us our daily bread. We need to ask it again. Yesterday's bread is not going to be good for today, and tomorrow's bread is not going to feed us today. We seek Jesus for our, for our material bread, for what actually sustains us, and then we seek Jesus for our spiritual source. If we skip the material, we can't take seriously the spiritual. The material has, has testable consequences. If we don't have the bread, we notice the difference. The spiritual is easier to lie to ourselves about. It's easier to, you know, maybe, maybe you all are different, but I think for me, sometimes it's easier for me to lie about to myself and say like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, being, I'm seeking spiritual bread this week when I'm not really doing anything. And that's, that's a challenge. The spiritual is, can, we can deceive ourselves, but the material hits directly at our pride. To believe that God actually gives us what supports us is to let go of the lie that it all comes from our unique ability, and unique strength in this world. When we have seen our daily bread as, as material, when we're actually asking God to give us what we need, then we're ready for the spiritual leap that Jesus makes in John 6. John 6 gives us the story of the feeding of the 5,000. It also gives us an explanation for the story. Jesus walks on water after the feeding to kind of get away from the people, and the next day the crowds find him. They ask for food. Again, they thought that food was pretty good. They want some more. Jesus replies, I assure you that you are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food you wanted. Don't work for the food that doesn't last, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. What must we do in order to accomplish what God requires? Then Jesus says, this is what God requires, that you believe in him whom God sent. They ask, what miraculous sign will you do that we can see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness just as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus says, I assure you, it wasn't Moses who gave the bread from heaven to you, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They say, sir, give us this bread all the time. And then Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not hunger. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Our ultimate future and end is living face to face with the bread of life without hunger or thirst. But in our world today, we still have hunger. We still have thirst. We still get cranky when we don't eat. We still are picky about where we're going to go. In our world today, we still deceive ourselves into thinking that we are the providers. We still deceive ourselves into thinking God is only about spiritual things and not the material. But Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He also says, do this in remembrance of me. Eat this at the table. 
We are made from dust, and we have needs for this dust-made bodies. We are looking for answers and meaning. And when we truly find the bread of life, we don't have to look anymore. But we still have to pray for our daily bread. That prayer doesn't stop. Jesus teaches his disciples to rely on God for everything. That is impractical. It's very impractical. It only makes sense if Jesus actually rose from the dead. To pray for our daily bread is to pray that our vision of the world changes so that we see food as a genuine gift. And spiritual food is the greatest of gifts. A changed vision that doesn't seek tomorrow's bread, but today's bread. Tomorrow has worries of its own. Today, let us seek the bread of life. In this season of Lent, may you take an opportunity to fast even just one meal to feel that hunger, and in that hunger that, that your desires do not define who you are. By faith, may you realize that those desires do not control you. By faith, may you realize that your hunger can be directed for God. That same hunger you feel for your next meal can be your hunger for your Savior who offers himself for you. May you long for God and long to eat with him that you will be satisfied, that you will be satisfied and you will never be truly hungry again. May you seek the bread of life, seek the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need. Satisfy us with what we need. Humble us with your mercy so we can better understand your true gifts. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.